Welcome to Entrepreneur Talks Podcast, hosted by Yola Bash and created by Women Flix, which empowers financial freedom for women wide. Entrepreneur Talks is a podcast that covers conversations with startups, founders, innovators, and top leaders from around the world who are disrupting the status quo, expanding their businesses, and bringing innovative ideas to life. Yola's conversational tone is focused on the top questions about journey and the details, the ways of thinking and acting that have led these entrepreneurs to success. Entrepreneurship, leadership, mental health, funding, and other issues are covered on our podcast. Subscribe now to our podcast by joining on Spotify. You can write on your web right now www.anchor.fm slash entrepreneur talks slash subscribe. Join our podcast and enjoy this powerful conversation. Women Flix empowers financial freedom for women worldwide. Here we are. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to Entrepreneur Talks podcast. So for today is Monday and is a beautiful day. Whenever you, wherever you are, if it's a morning, you afternoon, evening, make sure you enjoy your day or your evening. But also make sure you come and join us and enjoy this conversation. Today, my guest is Tamara, if I'm not wrong, Tamara Thompson. I mean, <laughs> I hope I didn't get wrong this time. Tamara Thompson. We're gonna be talking something about very, very, very about something very, very interesting. But the topic or the title that I gave to this conversation is empowering sustainable companies, influencers, and experts with Tamara Thompson. So let's welcome Tamara Thompson. Hello, hello, Tamara. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Am I saying your name right? Tamara. 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 Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Many people, there's so many ways to pronounce, like Tamara, Tamara, Tamara. My mom happened to choose Tamara, so we'll go with Tamara. 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 (laughs) And you see, I trained this before I go live, and I didn't. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. You were so close. You were so close. (laughs) It was like, and I kept saying the same and thinking like woohoo I'm, I done it I did it <laughs> <laughs> no worries but anyway, no worries. apologies and welcome welcome to entrepreneur I'm so grateful for your presence thank you so much and I'm grateful to be here get, thank you yeah thank you you're welcome and let's get started so I'm gonna place a song in the background I'm, I'm looking to the side okay and I would like to ask you if you can describe yourself in three words to start. Does it have to be a full sentence or can it be three separate words? <laughs> three separate words. It's all right. Confident, uh, let's see, resilient, and humble. Oh, amazing. Humble. So confident, resilient, and humble. Right? Correct. Great. So I would like to talk a little bit about your resilience. How or why do you describe or you think you are that resilient woman? On the business side? Well, um, I'm just going to keep this short on my story side. So in my 20s, I had a whirlwind and a different direction. I hadn't found my passion yet. I wasn't really happy with where I was going in life. 
Um, and I had made the wrong choices in life. And uh, this, this year coming up in December, I will have 13 years sober. And I won't go into my whole deep story of that, but there were a lot of decisions that allowed me to really change and focus and some very hard hardships in my life in my 20s. So when I sobered mm -hmm. up at age 30, I, I realized that the things that I went through in life, I could apply also to business because every challenge that came into business was not as challenging as what was happening in my personal life. So at this point, anything that comes to me, I always reflect that nothing in life or business could be as hard as what I had already witnessed in life in my 20s. Amen. And so yeah. like, I'm, I'm an action taker. I'm a, a planner. I, you know, I think strategically on risk taking, uh, but I take those risks and, you know, it's one of those things where if you have your back up against the wall, you know, in life or business, like, what do you do next? Right? Like you have to take the action to step into where you really want to go in life. And, and are you happy with the decisions that you make, you know, make those shifts in that side. So being resilient is one of the things that a lot of people that have gotten to know me over the years, you're like, they're like, dang, you're one resilient woman from a lot of the experiences. And I'm just not afraid to take action and I'm not afraid to take risks to help uh, the team and, you know, scaling companies. And I'm an investor in over 25 women owned companies now because when COVID hit, it was one of those things where I wanted to help more women uh, step onto the online platforms uh, through content marketing. And I wanted to teach people that. And we're actually in the middle of building um, a fund to help give back to women entrepreneurs at this point. So there's a lot of different things. That's a long wind on resilience, but there's so many things that have built up to the way I am. And yes, and it just, things don't phase me as much as a lot of uh, people might hold themselves back, you know, on mindset and things like that. So it's like, if you really want to do something like you, you go after it, you know, you find a way, like if you want something, just take that action because, and the resilience factor really does step into that piece. So yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a key word for me and, and people that do get to know me, they understand that too. Fantastic. Thank you so much for join, I for join, sorry, for share this with us. I'm really, really grateful My pleasure. Um, about your past and you're resilient because i didn't know that will come from that <laughs> where it's coming from yeah. but it's so powerful and i definitely i want to hear more one another time but beautiful beautiful uh i'm i'm already like whoa i'm your fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes. it's a lot it's a long story but um i am in the process of writing my book uh, that will yeah, will so dive a little bit on that piece where it shares a little bit of my journey from sobriety to success to scaling to to serving others to giving back and so it's really the process of helping people understand that they they are they do have the ability to do the same thing I I literally came from nothing and yeah I won't go into you know it's about staying humble in the process too like I I like to share my story but that there's been a lot of grit and grind in the beginning, but now I have a company with over 30 employees and it's, it's awesome to build, you know, a team managed company when you're focusing on that piece of it, you know, and we're looking to project even more team members this year. So, but it's like when you finally get things to click or shift or, you know, you remove yourself from certain things, like, just focus, yes. just focus on what you're really good at and what you're passionate about. If you, if it doesn't, if it's neither of those two, just don't do it. <laughs> it's like de delegate it out. Right. And that's what I had to learn over time because when I started our, my first company, I was a little bit of a perfectionist and I like, it's so funny because I, I was a perfectionist growing up. My mom was a perfectionist and I literally <laughs> later on in life, I was like, Oh, I just, I'm like, just get it out there. I'm like, it does not have to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. I'm like, just take action, keep going. Um, and I changed that whole mindset, you know, and cause a lot of people get held back from their journey for things like that. And, um, I was like, this, this feels good. I'm like, other people are doing everything like 
you know, not everything, but you know, it's just like things that you come. They're, they're good at it and they're passionate about it. Like there's so many people in the world that you can help provide, you know, jobs for and you know, experiences for and have teams that have a great um, aspect of understanding your your team culture, you know, like the people that yeah. like puzzle pieces. Um, I've been really grateful to be able to to continuously build a, a great culture because our entire team works on remotely online. And so like you remove that cost of overhead, you know, it's, you find those motivated people that can stay accountable to themselves and be passionate and empathetic. And, you know, it's, it's really just one of those things where you're like, hmm, well, what, what is it in life that you really want to do? Like go after it. Like it's, it's the way I've gone, gone, I've gone after it all. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> That's really good. But Tamara, Tamara, Tamara. Tamara, I, Tamara, I don't know why, but Tamara, please let me know when your book is out. Make sure you put me on your notes. So I want to read that story. I want to make sure I, I want to read that. that. Yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting book. And I think a lot of people will just be like, what? Like, her? Like, what? Like, whoa. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Because uh, uh, I've got, definitely, crazy, I got some crazy stories and people that have seen me and known me for years, like a lot of people in my past, because I'm completely different and um, co confident. That's my other word. I'm extremely yeah. confident at this point uh, in what I do. And it's, it's interesting though, because you, when you build that confidence, um, you just feel better about yourself, right? Like, uh, one of my friends, um, Randy Zuckerberg, we went golfing yet. Yeah, yes. Mark Zuckerberg's sister. So we went golfing and, um, we, uh, we went out to uh, half moon Bay and it was like her first time golfing with me. This was a few years ago. And, uh, she was, she's a great golfer at this point. She had just started taking yeah. golf during pandemic. And uh, she's doing awesome now. And uh, but she wasn't as confident uh, when she stepped on the golf course with me the first time. And I was like, "Girl, I'm like, it's about all about stepping into that confidence." And so, like, I from that experience, I wanted her to remember that. So I had these uh, golf visors and golf shirts made with a little woman's symbol <laughs> on it that said, "Step into your confidence." Yeah. And so I, I sent that to her so she could remember as well that that she's you know a confident woman she's very confident in a lot of different things you know but she wasn't as confident in golf at that point but i like kind of instilled that i was like i'm like you got this like and then she stepped in stepped in that confidence and that's why i put with every little situation not just golf not just building a business not just making a decision like when you have a decision and you feel confident about it move forward with it yes. if something's like hesitant if something's holding you back step back and kind of think like, am I that confident in it? Or is it just something that my intuition's telling me not to do? Right. So follow your gut. And then when it seems right, be confident in the decision <laughs> on that. Yes. So yeah, it's just the confidence piece is just, I used to be actually really shy and introverted in elementary school. And when I got to middle school, I was actually bullied and cornered in the women's locker room when I was a seventh grader. Mm. I went through that experience. I had a really rough year. And by the time I hit high school and sophomore year, I had a next door neighbor that instilled more confidence in me. She was two years older than me and uh, she was a rather popular gal in, in the school, but she was very kind and like, she'd give me rides to school. And I was like a sophomore, she was a senior. I'm like, that was so cool. Right. But she actually taught me like, you know, walk through those halls confident, walk into that room confident, you know, like you've got this. And so she started kind of instilling that at a young age as well. And then when That's I went amazing. into my twenties and had all the, I won't go into that story, all that whirlwind of stuff going on. When I got through all this stuff and sobered up, I was like, I'm pretty much confident I can do anything at this point. I got through that stuff. Like again, we'll go into all that stuff, but yes. Um, <laughs> You know, when you find something that allows you to feel confident, do it again or, or do something that helps you feel that confidence again. And I think that really helps go a long way. And it builds and it builds up your confidence exactly. at, the, at the same time you're doing again and again, you are growing that confidence and it's super powerful. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And with that confidence and resilience, uh, how or why 
now how and why you started your business what happened for that start yeah so like i um well ever since i was little i had always been fascinated with cameras and video and things like that and uh, the way that the, the business actually evolved um, was the fact that I w in my 20s, I wasn't very happy. A lot of things were going on. And uh, when YouTube came out, I started making just silly YouTube videos. Like YouTube came out, nobody knew what to do with it at the time. <laughs> and so like, what do I do? I'll just make some fun vlogs. I'm going to give you a tour of my house, like make music videos. I'm going to go jump on a couch and Thing. I don't know. I was doing really weird stuff. Like, what can I do to get attention on YouTube? I don't know. I'm gonna just try it all. And um, and then one day, um, my my family was like, like I've been doing it for a few years, and I was actually in the fitness industry at the time. And they were like, why don't you go back to school for something you love, which is video? And I was like, oh, it's just a hobby. And I kept saying that for a few years. If you don't instill it and you don't say to yourself, I can turn this into a career, then it's not gonna happen. You have to believe in it yourself first. So well, a few years later, skip, skip down the line, I went back to school for filmmaking and I started directing films, but I was also in my late twenties at the time where the majority of my class was coming from high school of 18 year olds. So they were all doing these 48 hour film festivals. And I was over here building a portfolio for companies. And so I had a different, different journey. And then one of my instructors, Kenny Smith, um, unfortunately he passed away just shortly after I produced and directed this film, uh, that he asked me to do. He said, I want you to edit, direct, shoot, do every single role into a documentary film and i want you to submit it into sundance he's like you're gonna do it i said i'm gonna do it so i did it and i went through the process and uh, i didn't get accepted that film in that film festival but that film ended up being picked up into different film festivals and then acquired by indie flicks um oh, and so yeah. what happened as i evolved i started a production company which evolved into a content marketing agency. And because I always had this fascination, so it all evolved from uh, documentary films that we repurposed into teasers, micro content, that went viral on YouTube. We had over 888,000 views to one of our teaser videos for this film, which is why IndieFlix found me and us, that went viral to then acquire my film. And so I was like, wow, this is cool. I was like, how does this YouTube beast work? So got into the beast of algorithms. This is like a dozen years ago, but so we, <laughs> we figured out the YouTube algorithms. We're like, this is a beast and it's a marathon, not a sprint. Right. And so we went in and we went in and, and um, started all this content started going viral on these films. So I started directing other films and then those started getting taking off and getting sold out in film festivals. And I started getting asked to speak at events and colleges and different things like that. And because I was so passionate. Really and then um, that's where it evolved, though. So my whole story was it started with long form content created into micro content to go viral to lead back to the full content, which is a documentary, right? So mm -hmm. our current agency is the same exact model, but the long form content is podcasts. So video podcasts optimized for YouTube split into micro content to push out to social media and optimize. So we provide all the direction of what people are actually searching for on YouTube and Google so that our clients have a direction and the opportunity to go viral with their podcast. And so it like, it has evolved and it was so weird because that story later on in life, I realized I'm like, I was like, it's the same system. But now these, yes. these are now called TikTok and reels and shorts, but it's the same methodology that we used over 12 years ago. And it turned into a content marketing agency with the focus of podcasts. And we work with hundreds of podcasters weekly. And it's it's really cool to see the evolution that started from this, but it's the same thing evolved over years. And I was always passionate about video. And so that always just like was something that was instilled with me. Like my dad bought us a camcorder when I was seven years old and I just use that like later on <laughs> but somebody has been there and that's really like where it started but those things have because of everything else that wanted on in my life i applied them to the business like being resilient 
taking action, yeah. trying, falling, getting back up, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, there's never a failure. It's literally like learning. It's like falling and learning, right? Like yeah. people use the word failure. I mean, you can, but you can be like, it was a learning lesson. <laughs> Next. Yes, yes, definitely. There, so there was a, a time when that hobby that you used to say is a hobby became your reality, your living, right? There is a time like, Okay, let me go for this because you since when you spoke about it, I did, I totally understand when you come up and you say sometimes we have something that we think is a hobby, but until we get, we grab it and use it and see, wow, actually. You, you can, is- you can literally turn any type of hobby into a revenue stream. And my brain thinks really, really quickly and <laughs> Like somebody could throw something at me and I could come up with a, a business plan for you in 30 seconds. Like it's, that's how fast my, my thought process goes. And I'm, yeah. I'm grateful that I'm able to do that, but I've been around so many different types of businesses and business models in uh, also teaching people, especially during COVID, you know, teaching these 25 other women in business, like how to leverage differently because some of them were brick and mortar before COVID, you know, there, some of them had never been online or some of them never had thought about having a podcast or, you know, they were just, they just thought, well, my audience isn't here, but I'm like, but do you truly know that? Like, do you mm-hmm. like, because if you think about it, a lot of our clients now that are on TikTok, they, they actually get lead generation from different things. People do find them. We work with a, a, a branded products company that's very specific for creating products for companies, events, things like that. And this guy, she literally created like this little video of this little cell phone holder that's branded. And she did a little fun clip. It took off on TikTok, went viral. She had a guy literally reach out and said, I found you on TikTok. He's a, he's a a founder of a very successful company that was looking for branded products for his events. And cause a lot of people were like, And so he hired her company to create all these branded products for his events. And he even bought her book, you know, so, so you got to think differently because some people still think, well, my audience isn't on TikTok, but you know what your audience daughter might be, your audience's kids might be, Hey mom, look at this. Or, Hey, you know, you'd be, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of people on all platforms at this point. doesn't matter age, range, demographics, anything. People are online because we have this wonderful thing we call a smartphone. (laughs) (laughs) It is true. So. Yes, it is. It is because I, I, I do work as well on the digital marketing. I do have an agency as well. Nice. And I was talking with a client and the person was so um, certain that, oh, no, I don't work on Inst- on TikTok. I said, listen to me, you should be there because you can find so many, any type of business, any type of whatever you want is there. And sometimes people think it's just Instagram, but nowadays it's not just Instagram, it's no. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Mm-hmm. You need to see really which ones are, are the best. I'm not advising anyone to go and stay everywhere, place post everywhere, but make the, the test. Test yourself in this part of and see where where are you going to be more seen because mm-hmm. it's important nowadays. Yeah. It's really important. It's super, super important. You need to know like where your your people are hanging out. You could have content going to multiple channels because when people actually do their due diligence and they do look you up and they do your research, they do see you everywhere. Um, so you mm-hmm. have that omnipresence and credibility and consistency factor on multiple platforms, but you could also double down on the ones that actually are, are performing the best. And then if you have paid advertisement uh, opportunity behind that, why not put a little bit of ad spend back behind that, you know, boost some of that content, but also create ads that actually are relevant as well. So there's so many different things that you can do with, with content. Yeah, that's so true. And uh, Tamara. Tam- and on your agency do you work with ads as well we strictly work on the organic side of it so we yeah. have power partners that we refer out to based on our clients uh, needs demographics budgets on that side 
So, so yeah, we, we focused purely on the system that, that really attracted us in the beginning, which was figuring out the YouTube game, the algorithm, and optimizing that for your best ability for YouTube first. Um, and then, of course, distributing out the audio podcast, doing tags and, and things like that, that, you know, bring different opportunities. So right. there's, yes. of, there's so many different ways, but we don't focus on the paid piece of it. Right. There is a lot of people to do that. I know. I know. <laughs> stay, in your, stay in your lane. There's the ones that offer everything. Um, and you might not see that opportunity to scale that model as effect effectively. If you stay in your own lane and you create that systemized model that can rinse and repeat and do it for multiple people in different niches, that's the avenue that you're going to go fastest to scale your company, especially on an agency level. Agency levels are, are a lot harder model to scale, um, according to, you know, what they say in like articles and stuff like that, but you know, <laughs> go for it, you know, figure out what works and see what the clients want and need and then yes. adjust accordingly. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Coming back to your story, talking about finances, how did you manage to start? Was, um, you had money on the side or you didn't need any money. <laughs> Let's encourage this, this women that our listeners with just another part of your story. Right, right. There's, there's another part that will be added in the book. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So when I started figuring things out, um, yeah, there was a point in my life when I first got started where I barely had $4 for a cup of coffee. So when I jumped into entrepreneurship, I, um, yeah, I took a big leap there. So I had a career, uh, for a company. I worked for a corporate company and then I started the production company on the side. So I was working 60 to 80 hours to help build a side of a freelance side. First started a company, got my first license, got my first client, uh, on that side. And then I went in and I met a couple of different business owners that were larger names that, that we all know. And, um, yeah, I pitched, pitched them because I provided value for them on a TV show that I was on behind the scenes. And I did something basically for free at the time I had done some photos and some stuff for these two companies. And I just said, Hey, I, I'm happy. I'm here for this other client, but I'm happy to help you while you guys have your episodes coming up. And they were like, really? I was like, yeah, I'm happy to do that. So I went and I shot these photos for this TV show and I sent them all these behind the scene clips. And then these two larger corporations I did that. They said, do you do this? I said, yes. <laughs> Say yes to success. Um, and then so, game. What a game. so I created my own offers within my company. And then I started selling these larger corporations. And I told myself, as soon as I create a system, I guess, high end subscription model, that these clients are willing to commit to work with me for the year. So I stepped into that confidence and I was like, I'm going to put together a proposal. I'm going to ask them to work with me for a year to give me that rapport and experience that will replace my salary in my career, but also double it. And so that's where I took my action. So I went basically from nothing. I was working in a career. And then I took the action to find my clients, give value first, then people hired me. Um, and I, in the beginning, did all the work um, from the shooting, the editing, to the producing, to the direction, everything, the social media. And then this, this was quite, wow. quite a while ago. But um, yeah, I went from that. And then I started like delegating out the things I didn't really enjoy. Uh, the shooting basically first. I was like, I can hire videographers. I can hire photographers. I didn't like that. I was really good at editing. And that's why people loved working with me because I had the skill and passion and story. I could just weave editing together really well. I haven't edited in years, but it was something I was good at and I enjoyed, but it was very time consuming. Yes. Uh, that was where that perfectionism I had to let go of as well. And so that evolved there. And then from that point, I left corporate and I said, I'd never go back. And I didn't, that was 2013, um, 10 years ago. And then, so went there and then, um, started, started to build out team in different ways and contractors and on project basis, the things I didn't want to do. 
and then started generating things. And then the first year I decided to join a mastermind. And um, in 2015, I started hosting events and I joined my first mastermind and 10K to invest in a mastermind at the time seemed like a little bit of a stretch. I was like, this doesn't seem normal for someone to invest 10K because my mindset wasn't quite there yet because I didn't understand how masterminds worked. But I did it. I took my credit card and then I said, but then I went because I'm a really good negotiator and I guess it's always been with me. I went in and I said, since you have this offer for 10K, I said, since you have this offer to pay in full right now for 7,500, I said, when I come back to you in six weeks, will you still honor it for 7,500 instead of today? I said, if I come back, when I come back, not if, when I come back, because always put, put the right words, don't ever use if. So when you actually step into it, I said, will you honor that? And they looked at me, they're like, we've never had anyone negotiate our mastermind. <laughs> like, okay, we'll honor that. So within the six weeks, I turned around and I sold um, high level packages from five to $10,000 within the community itself, because people saw the value in production and storytelling and all this, these things for their websites and things like that and content. I was able to turn around and generate $125,000 in the first six weeks of joining that mastermind. I was easily able to pay that $7,500. So that expanded my mind like no other. So we went into then double that and then double that and then implement different things. So by then the next few years, we were generating seven figures plus annually. And, um, and now, now multiple seven going towards eight, but it, it's one of those things where you're like, well, it, if you don't try it or test it, see people like it, yeah, yes. but mastermind communities are, are one of the biggest things. And, um, it's one of the things I love and I love hosting experiences. And I, I also hold my own private experiences at this point that, that put together these PR masterminds that are very high level and have great, great like feedback from them. And uh, just because people think differently and surround yourself with other really big thinkers, you know, people that have built the success that you want to be, and you surround yourself. Like if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> like yes. people are literally gone way above where you want to go. So you can really envision that and see that for yourself. And so that really is what projected me on the finance side and yes. it allowed me though to open other doors. It allowed me to invest in other companies. It allowed me to start a fund where we're helping give back to other business owners. Yeah. So beautiful. And so do you, when is, when is this mastermind happens next? Is every year how that works? Yeah. So our next one's actually in, in about two months out and it's in Vegas and people apply to um, join this experience. It's a few days long. Uh, and they're held every so often, but they're not like set dates. They're like when I'm inspired and when I want to hold. Like, so we typically, typically a few year, times a year, but they literally are just, they're not like, you're not like joining in, joining a mastermind for the year. You're, you're joining in a mastermind experience for uh, a few days to come yeah. in, get inspired, surround yourself, you know, like. This week, I was on the phone with Spencer, who is also the co-founder of Zillow, right? These are the types of people that are coming into this experience where our clients have the opportunity to interview these people about their successes. Um, he also co-founded Hotwire and sold it to Expedia for $685 million. Like, And he's super humble and he's, uh, he's invested in over 100 companies. Like, These are the types of people that we're bringing in to connect with our clients. And so it's really like, it's just a really cool experience because you walk away and it's just very memorable, right? Like we're doing some fun surprises along the way too. And some like cool luxury experiences that people enjoy. And then our clients also get to help co-host my new show launching as well. And we film it all in a professional studio that week. Um, So there's a lot of cool stuff that goes into it. So it's not just like coming out to mastermind. You're, You're coming in to also create content and experience, not just with, with my show, but you're also a co-host in a version here, or, you know, we may be interviewing you as the positioning piece yes. for the show. You know, there's different options for people. Um, right. Getting all this like really cool high-end uh, 
collaborative stuff, but we also, I also have a lot of different, um, content and uh, channels. So I have over a hundred thousand followers across social, um, in different ways as well, but we also help run ads behind it. So we boost the content for our clients too. So it's really cool. That's amazing. Tamara, Tamara, yeah, Tamara, Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> your story just, oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. Like I said, I'm your fan. Thank you so much for sharing all this stuff. I so, I appreciate so, so, so powerful to hear you from where you're coming or what happened to you in the past and how you shift. This is just crazy, crazy to hear. I want to be there in today. I want to be everywhere you are. <laughs> I was like, focus, you, on, focus on it, set the goal. You know, yeah, it's always like it's, energy. It's always it's really good. I'm so, I'm so glad that I'm sure like you people that knows you from the back in the days, like you said, a lot of people know you knows you from there when you were uh, going through what you, you've been through and, and they see you now, they will be like, she went nuts. <laughs> She's like, ah! yeah, I, I, the same. I get messages from people from my past and it's always humbling because people will, will write me and I haven't heard from them in years, but they, maybe they still follow on Facebook or something. And they're just like, I'm so proud of you. Like, like who you've become, like who you help. Like, yeah. It makes me feel good that I'm able to touch other Totally, totally, for sure. And oh, I'm so, I'm so grateful for this conversation. Now, I want to, I want to ask you one of the questions that I, I, I haven't said anything apart <laughs> that I need to prepare for you, for you, but I'm going to ask you one thing that is coming to about content marketing. Uh, what is the common myth about content market marketing that you the common can you repeat that the common what myth myth, myth. um gosh there's so many myths out there <laughs> just bust myths all day long uh, yes. um, <laughs> one of them like uh let me think like about a, like a common myth i would say it makes you uh content marketing I would say it's the, the only, no, depending on the content. content yeah, yeah, I think that people, yeah, they have this myth that content marketing has to be like one, one way, right? Like, like it has to go like, like with, with our company, you know, like we create like from one weekly podcast, it creates into, you know, micro, micro content, right? So people have the myth that this YouTube short will not perform the same on TikTok or reels. Like if you use the same like 60 second clip on that, there's a myth that people say like, it will only perform best on this or it would only like, which is totally false because you could have that same clip go to YouTube shorts one day and it goes viral. You could have the same clip go out and go viral on TikTok and then maybe on Instagram reels, it didn't go viral. But then the next piece of content that goes out it might go viral on Instagram. So I think people like have this misconception that you have to create a different piece of content for every single platform, which is not true because we've seen the same content go viral on multiple platforms. So I think that's one thing that I've heard people say that they just make this assumption. I agree. And, and I'm like, no, that piece of content, I've seen it go viral for clients on both and maybe not on one. Might, maybe it starts taking off on all three because they resonate with that piece of content. Then you should create more of that content, that topic. When you see that content take off, do more of it. Don't go over here and create other stuff that's not working. <laughs> like be like, okay, create more content around that topic, and then even create a playlist yeah. for it on, you know, YouTube or as well as create a playlist on TikTok. You know, like have those keywords in it. Like, what are people actually searching for? What was the topic that went viral? Focus on double down and creating more of that. Um, you know, people just have this misconception that it has to all be different every platform. And it's, it's not true. People can find you from the same types of micro content that's dispersed to different platforms. That's so true. I agree with you. Yeah. So there we go. We got, we got a myth to give to everyone to listen. Go out there, try. be seen, just be out there. <laughs> just get it out there. <laughs> that's right. And what is the most important lesson you have learned from scaling your company 
to over seven figures. Mm, be humble. <laughs> be humble. You're always. Um, you, you, one of the things when I first um, like that story of selling, you know, 125,000 in six weeks, you know, I, to be honest at that moment, like I had, I had an ego on me, like in that first like mastermind, I'm like, um, and I realized I was like, that's not going to get me anywhere. Cause I, I, I think I was just excited too. I was like, Oh, you know, like, Oh yeah, I got this. And, but it's like difference between like, you know, ego and not, but like yes. anytime that you start to see yourself or feel yourself going into some sort of ego trip, like step back and just don't like it's, it's, it's one of those things where you can help provide people value and things like that. And don't always make it about yourself. And you know, that that's the biggest thing for me is when I actually started surrounding myself with um, individuals that have hit some sort of vision or success of what I envisioned for my future. They're, all had that commonality that all the ones that I wanted to be, be like, or have similar aspects. Every single one of them are very humble. Uh, some of them were even mentors where they would just mentor me like, because they wanted to, I didn't hire them. They were like, I see it in you. And I, so I want to help you. Right. That's and so really like, good. just know that like, there are people out there to help you. And um, yeah, and mentorship is probably the, the biggest thing. I actually was just on a call with my mentor um, the hour before this call. And so we were just hashing out my next big plan for the mastermind experience that I was talking about. It's coming in September. And uh, so I set the goals and the intentions and set the numbers. So we like have everything to look at on the, you know, the profit margins and everything for that experience. And so we just, it's just, you have to have that person in your side and it could be multiple mentors. I've joined, I joined multiple masterminds per year and I speak at a lot of masterminds too, which I'm grateful that they asked me to come share, share value, build more, yes. more relationships that way. But yeah, it's just, it's, stay, it's staying humble and uh, just pushing through like the, the resilience factor comes back in. <laughs> so, That's really important. Easy. And I do once again, I do agree because uh, there is no other way to be successful if we're not humble. Um, we can have a lot of things, but if we're not humble to see exactly like that, because money takes, uh, takes no, yeah, takes, it can take your humbleness yeah. away very easily if you're not careful. Well, if you think about it, money is just purely energy, right? So like money is energy. And so the energy that you put out and put forth, we're allowed to make more money anytime we, we want. And I think mindset's really the key part on that. But when you put to it and you really like set forth, like if you believe in manifestation and putting things into to action, um, it, it's really interesting. So I don't know if you believe in like vivid visions or anything like that, but um, Yes. Uh, my buddy, the law of attraction. Yes. Yeah. So my, my buddy Cameron Harold wrote the vivid vision, um, which is a book and we've done this with our company as well. So he helps share that. So you do it not just for yourself, but you do it for your company. Where is your company in three years from now? Live it, feel it, speak it, be it. And it, it comes into play. Um, and we've done that for me every time I, I thought it was very intriguing. So a couple of years ago, I haven't created one this year, but a couple of years ago, I created a vision board and I went back and I literally looked at it like a few months ago. I like had it in my closet. I was like, I was like, where did this come from? And I like, pulled it out. I like looked at, I looked at it. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, everything on this board has come true every single thing i was like that's a very specific photos on there i was like that's nuts right but it, it really is about going after what you want and taking the action if you have to make a connection if you have to pay for it if you have to invest in something um if you have to follow up a bazillion times to somebody you know just be proactive and be confident be humble you know 
And it's, you're building your resilience each time that you're building like a vision board too. You're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there. I, I got this. You know, <laughs> and it's not all like rainbows and butters fly at all or unicorns. I mean, unicorns are cute, but you know, it's, it's not like that, but when <laughs> the effort in, it's very rewarding over time. Yeah. And I, I'm, yeah. and we're still building, I'm still building. I have very much bigger goals. And, um, but I see it, I already see it happening. Like I, I know it, we're already in the motion of it going. And it's so, it's just such a powerful feeling. Um, just like having that energy, you put the energy out there. And, uh, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, turn around and wake up on the right side of the bed. So, <laughs> um, you know, cause it really starts with your day too. Like your day, yeah. if you meditate, if you set the intentions, if you get a, an, a bad email, let it go, move forward. You know, whatever it is that you do, you got to just learn to let it go and roll with the, the punches, basically. So, yes, it's so true. Yeah, I'm so glad that I met you. That I I, I can um, feel like, oh my god, another person like me. The way you talk, the way you think about your positivism, the 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 treat yourself straightforward like the things that you are saying is the things that i practice as well and i believe and and, and be able to to find people like you just said about your mastermind uh, it's just everything is so amazing so i've been we've been here for uh, like for long more than normal <laughs> just because well, I, I, I enjoy sharing my story and getting to know you too and i'm glad that that our energy aligns i appreciate you we had i don't know if you know i we had the person that left us a message on linkedin i did cheryl, cheryl. Taylor. yeah cheryl yeah do you know her i do not I no okay she said okay i don't know if you can hear can read but i'm gonna read loud for for you thank you ladies go to go as dinner ready here in england because <laughs> she's in england i will catch up later very interesting has going through a bit of rebranding and product launching so she enjoy herself being here with us thank you so much once again we're going to be finishing very soon but before we go Please let my audience know how they can get in touch, how they can find you on social media or website, any, anything that you want, you want to say. Of course. Yeah, no, well, well my favorite platform is Instagram. Uh, uh, Tamara Thompson official um, at on Instagram because Tamara Thompson was taken. So I had to be officially Tamara Thompson. So <laughs> Tamara Thompson official over on Instagram. I, uh, that's probably the easiest way to try to contact me. Um, the My other accounts, my team basically runs my other accounts, but similar on Facebook and LinkedIn and all the other stuff um, on that piece. But uh, also YouTube, uh, Broadcast Your Authority is the handle. And then Broadcast Your Authority is our, our website too. It's actually in the middle of a rebrand and that will be launching probably August 8th. So, but you can reach us at Broadcast Your Authority uh, to learn a little bit more about our service agency. And in the next few weeks, our information about our mastermind will also be available as well. So yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. So I appreciate you and I appreciate the invite to be here today. Tamara. Yes. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, one more question regarding your mastermind is will be live online presence. How is going to be? Yeah, it's, it's application only. It's in person only. Um, it's very intimate. Um, yeah, it's very limited spots for that. And so if you're interested in any kind of stuff, you can definitely ask me in, in private. It's definitely an application right. for um, successful business owners that are looking to really get that next part of their scaling that, as well. Um, right. And it's in, it's in uh, September, the week of the 18th, and it will be in Las Vegas this, this time. And we have some really cool guests and some really cool experiences um, as well. And then also uh, leveraging content and appearances on my, my show um and getting all some really cool connections as well so it's it's a lot there, there's a lot of stuff i can't give it all away but yeah no 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 don't worry i was just curious about to let the audience as well known 
so they can get in touch with you. And yeah. also, I want to mention that all the links for Tamra, Tamra, <laughs> sorry, Tamra social media and website is under the description of this podcast. So you can get in touch with Tamra and feel free to follow her and enjoy this energy. Join this energy. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Tamara. And I hope, I'm sure I'm going to keep in touch with you and I wish you all the best. I love it. I wish you all the best too. Yes, definitely keep in touch. I appreciate you for having me today. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless. Goodbye. Bye. So, so here we go. Beautiful people. This was amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I don't have too many more, much words to say how grateful I am for being able to speak with Tamara Thompson. I know I said her name right. So I see you next week. Have a lovely week. Enjoy the rest of the day or the evening or the morning. You feel free to choose whatever you want to do, but be resilient be confident and be powerful. Take care. God bless. Take care.